When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 183. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm uh, Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P Kaplan America on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram at Lost in America Pod. And find us, uh, listen to our show live from the bunker, blah, blah, blah. We are everything you need to find out about us, lostinamericapod.com. You can watch our YouTube page now. You can watch it all. Kaplan, how are you doing? What is going on? Oh, first of all, on the well, podcast today, we should say who we yeah. have. We have the great Jorge Castellano. Castellanos calling us in from Shanghai. He is a stand-up comedian based in Shanghai. I knew him when I was living out there. He's a good dude. He's from the great state of Virginia originally, and he uh-huh. has been. He might be from Texas now that I think about it. I'm not 100% sure where he's from. We'll but find out. We'll ask him. Well, he's from America. We know that. He's from America. And um, he's been living in Shanghai for a while. He's a small business owner out there. He's going to tell us how they're doing with the pandemic, with the virus. My main, I want to know what the, what the real numbers are like, you know, because like you hear the numbers, they seem unbelievable. But if you talk to somebody on the ground and they go, no, I don't know anybody dying. I don't know anybody who has it. Then maybe Maybe they're real. Maybe they, they solved it over there. So maybe maybe that's so we'll find out that in a minute. Before we yeah. get to him, Cap, let's get to you. What's going on? I'm out here in Virginia. You're in New York City, the center of um well, there's 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 well, uh, yeah. I mean, we, riots we everywhere, to... but they of course have New York City ones. How's the Latin Ozarks? How's the Long Island City doing well, with Well, yeah, everyone's worried about me. Uh, I'm fine. You wouldn't even know there were riots in New York City. It's you know, it's in it's your like, neighborhood, you're saying. In my neighborhood, you wouldn't know. It's totally normal. Uh the um the, the yesterday Sunday was like the big day of the riots, and he, this place was packed. The parks was packed. People outside drinking. The uh, people outside drinking. The, people outside hanging out. People playing soccer. People re, people or just there were not at all. Like there was no there was no like no difference. Carefree, apathetic world we live in. There was like I, I I saw on Facebook someone was like, "What's going on down by the pier? There seems to be protesters." No, and I saw a picture. There was like five people stepped up. Like they look like when there's like some weird cause going on. You're like, what are these people protesting? And like you actually see them in New York in like the city or somewhere where you see like just some weird like like really shitty pro- like ten people protesting something. That's what it looked like. But they were just the Long Island City version. Oh of the yeah, like when there's like seven people outside the White House on like a random Tuesday morning, and their yes. cause is like whatever the um the the titsy, endangered titsy flies in Utah or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, this is so Kaplan. This is fascinating to me because you live one stop from Manhattan. You live, well, I mean, our neighborhood. A, I don't speak that way anymore because I don't ride the subway anymore. But yes, if I was on the if the subway still existed in my mind, I mean, you're not out I'd in the be, boondocks. You no, are. I look at Manhattan. You're in New York City. You're across the river from Manhattan. You are in. Uh, you're in Queens, New York. The whole all these protests happening in Brooklyn were really close to our neighborhood, but that's not far from you. It's a t- right. 10 15 no, minute and, drive with no traffic. And that's the thing. Like 
uh, it was a little bit reminiscent of the early days, the real peak sad days of the pandemic when I would sit at the, you know, I look out in the city and the FDR would just be ambulances just flying up the thing all day. Last night, it's just cop cars flying up and down. It's just like crazy to watch. That's the only, that's the only way you would know what's going on. Just a zillion cop cars going at all hours. Uh, no, I mean, people here are like, every single day for the past several weeks, these cops have been out handing out masks, you know? Uh, and yes. yesterday, or, or two days ago, they just, uh, they, didn't, they didn't show up. They, they, were, they had things to do. So there was no one handing out masks. There's no cops in the neighborhood. Some kids took advantage of it and jumped the, the fence and were playing in the playground that's been closed. Nobody oh, there to bust them. <laughs> anarchy but then yesterday so yet saturday was a mess yesterday the cops are back as if like they're like tiptoeing around like nothing happened like sunday it's kind of awkward yeah sunday it's kind of awkward to be like what do you guys uh i'm supposed to like am i supposed to be scared of the cops now but the, it, it's just the whole thing is strange it's a little awkward you're like but um what about because so you call it the latin ozarks because a lot of latin america hangs out in your uh at the park and they yeah. don't don't socially distance so much um how did they did, were they was the no, the colombians uh, no. were they around or was this all like um it was all i mean it weren't the exact people. same people no it's not a lot of white people it's a very uh it's not yeah I call, multicultural I, I, it's a very multicultural uh actually it was funny you bring it up because i was in i found an area of the park that like a second park that's not quite as crowded and I was eavesdropping on this conversation. It was quiet enough where I could hear conversations. And it was, uh, everybody was, I don't know where they were from, but it definitely uh, Spanish speaking. But then they flipped to English because the one girl spoke English. And um, she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, my friend who's meeting us here, he's a real, she's like, you won't like him. He's a real white liberal. So she's, she's, like, she's, she's like, you know, like, I'm just giving you a heads up because like you might make some joke about what's going on and it might rub him the wrong way. So oh, no. Don't talk about it. So I was like, so was they're joking about it, Kaplan. They're joking about the pro, like, in a weird Yikes. way of like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so out that of was touch, huh? out of, yeah, well, no, I don't know. They're, they're, they're no, they're telling, they're warning the guy not to joke about it. So, uh, that was that, you know, Randy was in New York today in Manhattan for work and she was sending me pictures of all Bloomingdale's, all for all the favorite stores, Cartier, all boarded up. It's very sad. It's like a, it's like the whole city that's already been shut down is now finding a new level of shutdown. Where like now there's boards up on everything. Yeah, well, so, I mean, listen, I, 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 I support the protesters. I, I uh, do what you got to do. But it's just me. It's just going to extend you not coming back. Is the big question because this is gonna, this is gonna, whether you support or not, this is gonna lead to the spread popping up a little bit. I mean, it has to. And yeah, uh, of the virus for sure. Yeah, yeah virus, I mean, and- they're you know, obviously, social distancing was kind of off this past weekend, and yeah, uh, yeah but- so I, for, I would say it definitely extends our trip to Virginia. It's um, well, what we're gonna do now is two wait more weeks, two weeks, yeah, you have to wait two weeks and see what becomes of everyone grouping together which in one hand it's kind of what you have to do if you want to make a difference in today's culture with police shootings and all that stuff on the other hand it's not it's the exact opposite of what you want to do if you want to kill this virus so we're gonna hang back for a couple weeks and um see what happens you know i mean maybe my neighborhood being so apathetic will actually the numbers will be low here who knows maybe we'll move to your neighborhood just where no one cares about anything i i think the people here would have there was one girl that i saw in the looting that was like i don't know if you saw this there was a video clip i think it was in seattle where she just walked into a cheesecake factory and just took a whole cheesecake and yes. walked up with the whole thing. And I want, I want to declare a hero because no one's going to eat a whole cheesecake, I don't think. But you don't take a piece of it because a piece 
You're getting your hands in there. You spread. That's how you spread COVID. <laughs> she took the whole so you cake. T- you take the whole cake. It's safer. So I appreciate her. She's my hero. Well, this we- is Kaplan. We don't, we haven't talked about this yet. This is what happens with gentrification. You know, <laughs> yeah. is that you get white people rioting and, oh, yeah. and, and you get, you know, when, when the Karens, for example, start rioting, what do they want? They want cheesecake. They do. I mean, I think that was the first time in Randy Kaplan's life where she was like contemplating rioting between that and the, uh, some of the I saw another yeah. kid, another one in um, Chicago, and she's this one white lady. Her her form of rioting was, you know, everyone's throwing bricks through windows and Molotov cocktails at cops. She stole a police horse, and you could tell mm. she was a trained equestrian, like she'd been in competitions, because she hopped on top of it, gave it a little giddy up or two, and then did a fox trot through the city. Almost wow. not like a race, not, you know, not a, to, not a, not a race, but one of those, like, she's a show, like a show horse. Like she's going to get it to do a, a, a jump and a, that kind of deal. That really gives yourself away as a rich white girl when you're, you're trying to blend in, you know, yes. you're, and all of a sudden you're, you know how to not only jump a horse, you know, you're tra- trained in it. You know, the fox trot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fox trot, you know, they'll even so, take list lessons. That's one of the, yeah, that's what happened when you blend neighborhoods, like we've done for the last years, everyone likes to uh, say this is a bad thing, but then the good thing is you get, I don't know if this is good, but you get white, uh, fat, white chips love- stealing cheesecake. And that also reminds me, that's the activity. I'm sure you could do, ride horses this summer, right? That's social distancing. That can't be canceled. So maybe I can. Maybe, Cap. Anyway, that's, we should get to Jorge. Uh, yeah. He's in hey. Shanghai. It is early we- morning for him. It's evening for us. So he's got to go to work soon. He's waiting for us. What should we do? Should we patch him in? Let's patch him in. Patch him in. Castianos in Shanghai. What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Nice to see you, Cap. Yeah, nice uh, to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've heard so much on, about you through your yep. podcast. Through We've been podcast. wanting all to get thing. you on. First of all, congratulations. You have a great puppy picture. Is it? Are we? Are you in your apartment right now in in Shanghai? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. My apartment, I'm in one of those apartments where people think they're making everything fancy and rich and instead looks incredibly tacky. <laughs> so. Is that is that your dog? Yeah, it's our dog that died. Oh. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? it's a real yeah. Dog. It looks like a dog that you're... All right, well, let's stop talking about the dog. Most when my dog passes away, we're going to have to do the same thing for her now. She's, she's listening to this, so... Well. <laughs> So what's going on in Shanghai? What's going on with the um, the virus? Is it over? Are you guys done? Is you there won, a, a right? military parade happening? Is there a victory parade? What's what's the status? Did you win? China just, won. China won. China won. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, would, I don't know if you heard, but like uh, they just started chartering flights back to China. Germany's been working really hard to like charter flights back for uh, business owners or whatever, and the very first flight back. A COVID case. So, <laughs> oh uh, no way! From where? Uh, from Germany. So I imagine uh, we're going to be locked in here for a while. I so that's imagine. off. Wait, they ta- where did they yeah. get the case? They got it when the person. I don't know. It's one of, you would think that they would have uh, checked everyone beforehand. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Yeah, when they landed, they they re retested everyone on the plane, and someone had it. So I imagine well, the a whole lot of thing people... of like taking people's temperature is such a charade because we all know absolutely it's you you don't that doesn't do, that says you know it can go back a week, which this is like information that everyone knows, but we right. all pretend like the temperature check thing is helpful it's, in some. That's way. like psychological to get people to be like scared of getting caught and shamed. I guess so. You you're like oh they're checking temperatures. I, I gotta. I guess uh, so, because they, they they literally spent the whole time saying that you could be asymptomatic uh, and it's just as uh, harmful, and then we've set it all up for checking symptoms. So Yeah, which knows? we all know. I think it just makes companies feel good, like businesses being like, all right, well, we're going to reopen because we need to make money, and so why don't we check people's temperatures? It makes them feel better about doing, and airlines included, um, you know, it, it, it's like it's something to be like, well, we're doing all we can. It's like, well, not really. All you could do would be just to not just to close your business. Right. Well, they're not going to do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the, or the, was the flight, though, like the so, a socially distanced plane or they're like, because I know some business proposals where you can put one person Ooh. in the middle, then you skip a row and you, or they're just, they're just That's flying people question. back. That's a good question. Yeah. I bet, I bet it wasn't that many. No. Well, I want to ask about your flight because you, let's go with your backstory. You have actually flown around the world twice during mm. this whole pandemic. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, just wanted to spread my wings. You know? Yeah. You, you spread uh, something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, some, some say you're one of the main the causes for all this. But I'm patient zero. You're patient yeah, zero. You were in China in January, right? And then what happened? Yeah. So I was a uh, I was actually at a Wilson Vince show in Beijing. Oh, um, and then I got insanely sick, uh, the sickest I've ever been in my life. Spent eight days not moving. I went and got tested, but it was right before like testing was really a thing. Like no one was even really worried about it in Shanghai. And what part and of January like was that, this? This, early this would have been like late January. Okay. So like, January eighteenth was the Wilson Vince show. Okay. Um, and then I was sick that entire next week. And then I just, I, I was knocked out, went to the hospital like every day just to like check. And then once I got better and the fever went down and all that, I saw everything was shutting down. And I was like, uh, I was just in that, that it was that weird state where you're like, I haven't moved in 10 days. I'm freaking out. And, uh, I was, uh, symptomatic or symptom free. And then I, uh, booked a, a plane back home and uh, sat on my mom's couch for two months, which was horrific. But you didn't know that at the time, I mean, so we, it sounds like what you're telling us, I don't mean to do math here, but you possibly had the virus in January? Or no, you had different symptoms. Yeah, did you, the test was negative or positive? Well, I don't even think they gave me a test because it was before oh, yeah. they really were doing, I mean, it was middle, it was the middle of January before it really spread anywhere. Like nothing had been shut down yet. Uh, so I don't think they fully tested me. I'm going to do that, that antibodies test later when everything calms down and, and see if I had it. I mean, thinking about it, Ben Frank fled Shanghai's, um, because of COVID-19, he's a comedian in Shanghai and he was sitting on my couch watching the Super Bowl about five mm. days later, looking back at it, probably not a smart <laughs> decision by me. Yeah. Pretty stupid to allow. I, a, yeah. I remember I didn't go to your house, Mr. Bowl. Great job by me. He could, yeah. Well, was, we all, I don't think anyone got it because of him, but yeah. we could have, you know. And uh, that and, was a bad idea because and you went everyone yeah. in my house. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. Sorry. 
like everyone, uh, everyone in my house, usually my mom's no, not worried about anything. But when I went home, you could see like, she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to hug him. And like, there was a lot of, all my friends wouldn't hang out with me and all that. It was a, it was a weird time. <laughs> oh, really? You should have come to New York. We would have definitely hung out with you. Yeah. Turned out half the city had it at that point. We just didn't know. <laughs> where were you? Where's your mom's house? We're, we're, we're in the state, in the States she, in... Yeah. She lives in Virginia. So okay. pretty Southern Virginia. So overall fine. So you uh, were there still... and then you flew back to China in, um, I bl- was that mid March? escaping the pandemic in this country yeah pretty much yeah uh march 17th i came back and that was right before like they locked down the country but you still had to do the two-week quarantine which was an absolute nightmare yeah what was that like tell us about it all the way from like getting off the plane start there in shanghai like so we got off the plane and they immediately take us uh to these like every district had a an area to fill out forms. So you fill out all your form forms and then you wait for a bus. And then in true Chinese fashion, you're forced to just sit on a bus for two hours for no reason. Without uh, moving. So we said, <laughs> yeah, we just all together with other people who also, yeah, all together. But it, I, it ended up being, I think like 15 to 20 people on the bus, but yeah, you're just all on Which is the a great bus. way to catch and, coronavirus. If one of you has it now, you're all on a bus together. <laughs> Not move, but yeah, it, it's weird to it's weird to fly when you know when everyone's sitting around like checking to see who might be mm. the person that has the virus. Everyone was yeah. just like eyeballing everyone the whole time. And you could cough Very a lot weird. just to screw just to troll people. Just keep coughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on my flight to America, I still had the remnants of a cough, but I I was I was overall no fever, no nothing, but I was still coughing. And I kept on in the airplane, just like going into my shirt. But it's important to note that when you came to America, they didn't quarantine you or anything. There was no, did they even, like no one in America said anything, right? Yeah. When I got into America, the first uh, person I saw was in the San Francisco TSA agent. It was this bald, like muscular Marine looking guy. And he's like, hey, uh, coming in from China? I'm like, yeah. He's like, fleeing the virus? Like, yeah. He's like, pussy. <laughs> he was joking. <laughs> That's America. He's like, if it was me, I would have stayed there. Yeah. He was joking, but I was like, man, you're crazy because it was terrifying at the time. And what? Uh, so, so they had you. I, sorry, it cut out on my end for a second there. So you um, got off the plane. You sit on the bus for two hours, and then do they test you, or what happens next? Yeah. So they took us to a testing center, and then they did the uh, throat swab test. In Shanghai. And then, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, and they, they disinfect it. They put all the bags together. They're disinfecting the bags. Again, more of a show, because I can't imagine that's doing anything. Um, yeah, disinfecting they, bags, sure. Yeah. And they disinfect everything, and then they do the throat swab test. And then apparently uh, the results don't come in for 12 to 14 hours. So I, we were in an abandoned building. Uh, and then they just set up a bunch of lawn chairs and I sat on a lawn chair in the cold for 14 hours. That give you a bed? My <laughs> okay. No, it was, we were literally in an abandoned office space. And they do have, you know, they, was there an option to get a hotel room? Cause they have a zillion of those kind of like super cheap 
um, whatever, $20 a night hotel rooms out near the airport in Shanghai. I feel like they could just put up, just take one of those and make everyone go in there. Other people had that option. It was kind of a district by district basis, but I, I apparently was one of the fortunate ones. Cause like at most, I think I was there for like 14, 15 hours. Oof. Other people were there for like 40 hours. So you were so, sitting uh, in a lawn chair for 14 <laughs> hours in an abandoned warehouse? 14 hours. Was it a comfortable? 14 I mean, hours. It, was, it must be a comfortable chair, though. It's chilling. They actually, it, it was surprising how comfortable it was. Uh, it was one of like the reclining ones. I was like, they actually took time to think about this. Oh, see, I thought it was just going to be plastic stools. Did you sleep? Yeah, I just tried to sleep the whole time. But then when you're on the plane all day, like, oh, it's hard to... Yeah. Getting off, of a, getting off of a flight that's like what six, 15 hours in itself, and then you have to go sit in yeah. a lawn chair. And do you have your hours. luggage with you or no? No, no, you didn't have our <laughs> luggage. You can't change. So you can't put on a jacket or something if you're cold. No, no. I and do they feed you? Like, what's the food situation? No, no. They, <laughs> they specifically said everyone, uh, everyone kind of prepped everyone else and said they're not going to give you food. So I just at the airport in America bought a ton of like Cheez-Its and stuff. And just are they? Wait, are they still? Has this, this been is reported? How you win. Has this been reported anywhere? I'm breaking news here. Yeah, I think they, we are. I they basically are torturing people when they land in Shanghai on the <laughs> off you, chance that you they have torture the virus out of them. <laughs> I think I think everyone was pretty aware that there wasn't going to be food. Um, so everyone was prepared for it, but yeah, had you not known, it would have been a real pain in the ass. Cause that would have been a full day of not eating. And what about the 40 hours? What about those people? Those, those people, they put in a hotel. Okay. But I would have rather been in a lawn chair for 12 hours than a hotel for 40 hours. Yeah. I'm what, this is like really going to change. Cause my, uh, yeah, is thinking about going back to seeing her parents, see her dad and family at some oh, point. Oh, she's insane. Well, if she find, once she listens to this, I think she's going to cancel. Does she have a favorite lawn chair? Can you maybe? If you have a friend of the government, they can get it ready for you. Can you bring yeah, a, a sleeping book? bag? You have to wear it though. It needs to be like a snuggie situation. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You'd have to bring your whole. So it's you can a, only bring was, what uh, you're wearing. A, a travel lawn chair. We need to invent that. Get a comfortable. <laughs> like, like a Murphy <laughs> bed. The weirdest. Uh, the weirdest part of the whole thing is this might be the only time where I actively saw like Chinese bureaucratic people go out of their way to try to be nice though. Cause I, you could see in all their eyes that they were like, I know this sucks. I'm sorry, but we're going to try to like, just get it over with. And even the guys who like took me home at the end, they were like, Hey, you know, they were just asking me questions in a way that like I've never seen Chinese people like empathize before. Look at you have us. Look at this. Kaplan, we're witnessing Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be the next, the next viral propaganda videos. You're sympathizing with your captor. Yeah. Daddy treats me well. Daddy treats me well. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, what happens at night? Like, do they, um, they just lock up the door to the cage or whatever and they go, all right, we'll be back in the morning or what happens? <laughs> yeah. You can't break free. There's no, <laughs> And are you, you, when did you get off the chair at night? It's a good question. Like if you leave the chair, does like a sensor go off? (laughs) Uh, I had a sensor on my front door when I went home though. Oh, tell us about that. So so 
So you're 14 hours in a lawn chair, and then um, and then you can finally go home. And then what happens? So I get home, and then uh, in the morning, um, I get uh, I get waking up at around like 6 a.m., like four hours after I got home, <laughs> and then the it's the police and it's uh, a couple nurses in full quarantine gear. Hazmat and, suits. Uh, hazmat suits. That's what they're called. Uh, hazmat suits, and they're all making me sign documents saying that you know I won't leave my house for two weeks. And and this, I was also fortunate. I got to go home during the quarantine, where some people were forced to go into a hotel. Uh, so I at least had all my stuff. And uh, yeah, so I just they put a sensor on my door, and just if I had my my compound's weird because they uh, I don't have a security guard, so I I don't think it was supposed to let delivery drivers contact me so much but every day i was ordering food yeah how are you gonna get groceries you just no groceries you got to order in because you you just came back from being gone for so long you know nothing in the house you can eat your lawn chair yeah (laughs) (laughs) edible lawn chairs new invention (laughs) i mean i started uh you can order groceries online here and stuff so i did that it was literally i i had to order groceries because i was so bored that i ended up just like the only joy I had was like prepping for a meal. Yeah. So, like it, it, like it separated the day where you're like, okay, in three hours, I'm going to prepare for dinner. I have mm. something to do today. And you live uh, and, by yourself or you live with your girlfriend? I mean, your, your, fian- your fiance, am I getting that wrong? Fiance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we live together, but during that time we decided she'd stay with her parents um, just in case. And so, yeah, I was just alone for two weeks. It was so, like, I feel so bad because I know in New York and stuff, there's got to be a ton of people living on their own. Like, yeah. what an insane, like, like 60 days of just being alone. I know a lot of comedians. I mean, I think even worse is the comedians who are living with some uh, Craigslist roommate they met, like, two uh, weeks before this started yeah. and just randomly oh, moved God. in with them. I mean, frankly, I think Joe Shaver's living, he might be living with someone he knows, but he moved right before this. I want, like, he was living with some guy oh, he went to geez. high school with, and they'd been living together for four years. And then that guy got ma- is getting married, so Shaver moved out. And I cool. think he moved out, like, barely before this thing started. So he might be with a random roommate, or he might, he might be someone he knows. But either way, it's, like, new and small place. But I think he's doing all right. There are people who aren't doing that well, obviously. But, um, and then you yeah. worry for the people but, living with Joe. Yeah. Did you have a, didn't you get tested though when you, so, but they didn't, like you said, it wasn't the yeah, whole so point they, of the 14 hour thing to have a test and see. Oh yeah. Possible. Why quarantine? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Already had a I, test. yeah. That's well, because the logic is they're testing that you didn't have it on the plane and the quarantine is so you don't, uh, it, that if you had gotten it on the really? plane or, since getting off the plane, you won't spread it, I guess. I don't so know. Maybe it's, you the, the whole symptoms. thing is... Yeah, who they, knows? They, they don't really... Maybe they just didn't really understand it at the time, like, how it spread, or they still... I also love that, like, the world just arbitrarily chose two weeks. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know that that seems to be the, the, the case, but, like, man, two weeks just seems, like, really random, because there's all these articles where it's like, oh, 30 days or seven days. Yeah. Or like, and there's a new article that's a study said it's really like 11 days. It's like the real max. They, I of saw course. a study like, from, yeah. So, but, you know, I guess you round up 
And to think, if you would have, like, when uh, Chinese people come this way, they can just step off the plane and go straight to the Ozarks and jump in a hot tub and party yeah. with. Uh, yeah, like, so you, after that, after that, Marine said to you, "You're a pussy." Then he just let you go, right? You didn't have to do anything else. Or... Yeah, nothing. Absolutely yeah. About... nothing. I was the only one with a mask in the yeah. airport. And was this just um, your quarantine? I mean, your uh, lawn chair situation in Shanghai. Was this just uh, foreigners who had who did this, or was it everybody? The Chinese people as well were sitting in the lawn chairs. No, it was Chinese people too. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. A, okay. it was everybody. The the worst part is like ten hours in, they were just randomly in hazmat suits going up to people and pulling them out, and you're just like, oh shit, is this like, are they telling people they have COVID? Like, oh no, and then like, you wouldn't you wouldn't see them again. You're like, Oops. you don't know. <laughs> Straight like, to the furnace. It's like, do you want to be picked or not picked? It's a weird, like, you don't know what you're getting, so. But it's, all, it's, it's also like the like, worst I've, NBA draft I'm in the room with that time. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to yeah. be the last guy in the green room. The last guy in the green room, yeah. Although maybe you don't. You don't know. Maybe they're being like, you, we've tested and you actually are invincible. Go ahead. But yeah, it's crazy. They, they didn't, they, you know, in their infinite wisdom, did not share a lot of information with anybody, so. Mm. And what's going on now? Like, how are um, it, it's it's mind blowing to me after seeing what happened in New York and frankly, what we all knew was going to happen in New York is like the second it lands in New York, it's going to ravage the city. Just one because New York's pretty dirty, but also because New York's just a major city where everyone lives on top of each other. Yeah, but Shanghai subways, is exactly yeah. the same, if not more. There's more people in Shanghai. There's subways in Shanghai. It's all the exact same setup except for we're not um, as intense, obviously, on the quarantine. Do you think that's the only difference? Or is there anything else? Like, what's going on there that they're not, it's not going on here? So overall, overall, it's back to normal. It, we're now at the point where, like, even Chinese people aren't always wearing masks. Um, they're not really checking temperatures anywhere. It's one of those things where it just doesn't make any sense, like, if – if we just follow the pattern of how this all worked, why is New York ravaged and Shanghai's fine? Because I think even at the height of it, they were at like 1,500 cases. How did, like, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, so I guess a follow-up yeah. question to that is, anecdotally, is kind of all you can give us, I guess, but does it seem fine? Or do you know people who were sick that they're like, oh, they're not reporting, you know? It's corona, Yeah. No, it seems fine. That's the, like, yeah. I've been out every day. I rarely wear my mask correctly. Um, I I don't do the, like, 10 times hand washing anymore. And, like, I'm fine. And it's, I think, if anything, it just shows that, like, uh, it doesn't seem as dangerous as we once thought. Because I have to believe it's everywhere still. Because there's no way New York is still like under under attack while Shanghai never got hit. Never. Like, like, and not only Shanghai, like Suzhou has 8 million people. Yeah. You know? I mean, in like the, the city, it's the only majority two. of China. I mean, we must have, like, I feel like New York must have had like an extremely high amount of early cases that we didn't know about that just spread, well, they were spreading yeah. unchecked for so long. They're saying so like, now that Shanghai, that New York at the in early March was getting a hundred thousand new cases a day in the state. Right, of New just, York. but we didn't know that was a thing. So, like it, I mean, so it just spread so much. So from, but I, yeah, there is it is strange. But like, he, like Turner was telling me earlier, how Cuomo, Governor Cuomo today in his press conference was said that we're down to fifty four deaths 
And he made it seem like, well, we can't really go much lower than that until this is over. He's 54 deaths like a-, a day in the state of New York. He's like, today we only had 54 deaths. And he's like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. That's pretty good. And uh, frankly, it's not realistic to think we're going to go lower because people just die. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, people like, die. <laughs> very defeatist. Yeah. Because we're not pussies here. No. That's <laughs> a, a Marine Just said, from uh, the outside. <laughs> yeah. Just from the outside, watching Cuomo has been an absolute shit show. Like, just the fact that he doesn't like spit on himself when he talks. He's a tough people guy. Are like, yes, pay for president. It's like, all right, well. What um what about on. so there's been like especially early on, there was reports that a lot of I, I don't know what you can talk about and what you can't talk about. If you don't want to talk about it, just let us know if you don't think you can. But that people were blaming or there was blame seen as foreigners, like, oh, all this virus is coming from the foreigners that are now coming oh, back yeah. to China. Is that still going on? Or is that over? No, it's not over. Um, but there was a peak where people were very nervous of foreigners, which yeah. is weird because, uh, yeah, well, during that time I was in quarantine, so I didn't hit, I didn't see it as much. But my oh. friends who weren't in quarantine were like, "Oh man, they're not letting me into this building. They're not letting me do this, and like people aren't standing next to me on the metro and stuff." Like, um, but. I mean, I see why they did it because uh, it seems like an easier scapegoat than to say, holy shit, it's 94% Chinese students returning from overseas. Well, also uh, it's easier you- than saying, holy shit, we started a virus and didn't tell the world <laughs> about it for three months. Yeah, that's true. Whoops. <laughs> but I mean, it was, almost, it was almost entirely like students returning from overseas that had it. And I think only a few of the cases were actually foreigners. Um, but yeah, even to this day, like I own a business and, um, I have people not wanting to come back because they're like, well, you have a lot of foreigners at your business. Wow. I mean, we've all been locked down for two months here. What do you think's happening? I mean, it's so amazing. It's like, you know, how in the eighties, like, uh, China, I mean, Russia was saying they were calling us, we were the other side of the, we were, we were behind the iron curtain for them. You're talking about America. No, Russia. They would yeah, say yeah, that we were behind, America yeah. was behind the Iron right. Curtain, and we would say that Russia was behind the Iron Curtain. This is the same thing. Like, they're saying, well, Chinese people have this virus. In, Chinese, in China, they're saying foreign people have this virus. And it's like, guess what? Everybody does. All right. And when we call, yeah, when, like, imagine if people here were like, oh, don't stand next to that Chinese person. That would be like a, an outrageous thing to say, <laughs> like, or a foreigner. Don't, yeah. don't go to that I business. Mean, they, have, they have a lot of Chinese people working there. You'd be like, foreigners. <laughs> but uh yeah all, all those people would use the example of like well you guys are attacking chinese people in the states you're like too shit yep. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah there's no uh, uh no one's doing a great job with this whole thing they um man if you don't like that you you sure as hell won't like the propaganda they're using against the uh riots right now Ooh. oh boy in hong <laughs> kong or in, oh, in no in new york no, or in america the, i mean the u.s yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're going to get into right. that a little bit, but go ahead. Tell us what you tell us what you know. Yeah. yeah what oh my saying? God. It's just like, it, it's just, just basically like, this is why democracy doesn't work. And just photos of looters. And sure. I mean, mm. it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's from like pretty okay, uh, established, like, it's like these huge, imagine if the New York times posted a, a meme that was just like, hey, this is why China sucks. You'd be like, whoa, that's 
unexpected. Well, we do get a lot of this is why communism doesn't doesn't work, uh, or at least historically yeah. we've got that. Not anymore. Now we're very, uh, you know, Bernie's on top of that. But, um, <laughs> well, no, you get that a lot. I mean, they do say that a lot, but they don't say that about, yeah, and we, and we would say this is why uh, dictatorships don't work, something like that. So you could say, I guess it's fair for them to do it that way. Well, there's one thing, there's a news story, which you might as well just get to now. We normally save the news for later, which we're going to do, but I know you're on a time schedule, Jorge. So you brought it up. Let's get to this news story now. The, um, the, let's see, China's foreign ministry spokeswoman, spokesperson, I don't know if you heard this quote, but she's trying to troll the United States. Uh, and it kind of went wrong. She tweeted this out today in, in terms of, in, in response to, this is her trying to support the, the protests going on in America. She tweets out, all lives matter. Mm. She sort of screwed that up. And then she says, canceled. Oh, no. She it's says, she says, here. we stand firmly with our African friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoops. Yes. That one. Uh, and she's like, gotcha, uh, America. Uh, All lives but, matter. I mean, wasn't was it my uncle? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the there's, uh, people get fired for saying that. Uh, yeah, the um, as we the the longtime uh, television announcer for the Sacramento Kings just got fired today. Because all uh, matter. Demarcus Cousins uh, baited him into on Twitter into saying all lives matter. No. He, he knew he no. said it, and then he got canned like six <laughs> hours later by his radio station. But I mean, I was I mean, we were seeing a few weeks ago in China there was there was like signs of like oh like not letting black people into McDonald's or something like there was these cases or just probably because a foreigner thing. Uh, but so it's it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of rich to <laughs> to to give us so it here, but what. What I heard, and again, this is all speculation because I don't know uh, anything. I'm very stupid. Um, they, uh, the, a, a lot of the black people in uh, Guangzhou apparently are being like visited by police and things like that, and uh, more so than, than white foreigners. And what was explained to me by a black person, not, not that this is true, but uh, this is still what, what they said, is a lot of the uh, facial recognition stuff. Mm. They haven't they haven't made it to. <laughs> oh, no. or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they've set up like in Africa since they're moving into Africa with the one belt, oh, whatever the Belt and Road Initiative. Yeah, um, they're setting up companies specifically to tweak their facial recognition to be better suited for darker complexions if you know what i mean uh, so you mean because it's thinking everybody's the same person or what is that or it's just thinking it's literally i think it's literally it's not registering uh it's not registering black people as much again i'm basing this oh. on almost nothing so <laughs> I, I mean, it's like i've seen how how uh i've seen how those like apple photos face you ever do that faces program the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and like the mix-ups it makes, so I can. I, <laughs> but that's interesting. Well, Jorge, how's the, what's comedy? What's the comedy scene like right now in Shanghai? Are you guys? Uh, are you allowed? Yeah, we're performing. Are you are allowed to? Like, uh, I mean, because well, of COVID, you know, stuff. were we ever allowed to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were never allowed uh, to. Yeah. But I mean, there's no <laughs> bars and stuff are reopened, so you can do put on shows. Yeah, everything's everything's open, but it's pretty much down to. Um, Right before the virus, uh, some things went down where certain culture bureau people came in okay. to 
to talk to us. And you don't have to talk too much about it if you don't want to. No, I just uh, the actual specifics. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I don't really know that much because I didn't. I, I just got out of there. I didn't talk to them. Um, sure. But they kind of they kind of made it seem that uh, we don't mind that you're doing shows, but we mind that you're getting paid for it without licensing it. Jorge, so what, did is, they take uh, notes from the Sujo Cultural Bureau? Because I got that same speech in 2013. Mm. It took seven more years to make it to you guys, but that's pretty much exactly what happened. I thought about you when that when that happened. So we're pretty much down to free shows. So it's cool. The shows are good and the the crowds are great. But it's 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 a weird. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's different when it's free uh, versus paid. Something about a paid show makes people. Uh, different. I'll talk to you off air about it. There's ways to um, mm. listen. We kept going for <laughs> turn as a creative <laughs> five, five more years. Yeah, there's okay. more than one way to skin I'll, a cat, Jorge. Are they still? <laughs> the, the, uh... No, go on. No, go for it. What's that? Uh, no, I was going to ask you if they still have um, ice cream trucks in China uh, and food trucks because of the COVID. I was thinking like, it's might be there. They're, they're cracking down on that stuff and Turner's could feel like now, you got a victory, but <laughs> now there's actually more than ever. And there's uh. Mr. Soft is doing great here. <laughs> uh. So what about you? What's, um, what, so they're only, are they, is it one flight a week now to the U S or each airline gets one flight a week or something? And it's yeah, like $10,000 to get on the too. flight. Yeah. It's an insane amount. And, uh, there's a there are people I I know that their visas there's comedians this comedian Cade, um, he's his visa runs out and he's trying to go home uh, because and he can't like every time he books the flight the flight gets canceled and, he, and he's he's done the extension to try to like stay the thirty more days and they they gave it to him and they're like this is your last one he's like I'm trying to leave yeah you're canceling the flights like. So I don't I I don't know what he's gonna do. He might be in uh might be a nice little trip to another quarantine. Oh, oh man, that's it for that's the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope he likes lawn chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese so is it, just are the, sh- nice are the shows are the shows good? Like uh, audience still coming out for shows? Are you guys doing shows how often a week? That kind of stuff. Uh yeah. So uh, there's been. A, Pretty much about the same as before. A couple of open mics a week. Hey, oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> a couple of open mics a week, and then on the weekends, uh, a couple of showcases and headliners and stuff. Um, Guinness Guinness opened up a a I guess they're called gatehouses here, Guinness Gatehouse, and they do shows there now, and they're trying to get those all uh, on the up and up. So um, Guinness beer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's a there's. It's weird to be able to. We've been doing comedy pretty much since March, uh, even before I guess, like at the beginning of March, and it's weird to be one of the only people still practicing. Yeah, we can't. I mean, I'm doing it on Zoom every Friday night. You know. I'm yet no one invited me to do a Zoom show. Fuck. Start Fuck. your own Zoom show. Who? Oh, you're. <laughs> I, I, gotta improve your Wi-Fi. I, <laughs> oh yeah. I absolutely don't want to do a Zoom show, by the way. <laughs> There's no barrier to entry. We're doing it because we have to. They've actually turned out to be pretty fun. Uh, we, but we have a community, an audience, much like we had at Kung Fu Comedy Club, where it's like a very uh, loyal audience that comes all the time. And so it's all of those people. Oh, okay. So it's almost as much, like half the audience knows each other on, on our shows. 
I've seen oh, it. That's good. A lot of the other ones are kind of weird because you're just getting random people off the internet, you know, watching. And it's just yeah. odd since, like on ours, like nobody bombs, everybody's having a blast, like the audio's on, people turn, oh, nice. you can hear people laughing, all that kind of stuff. So it's oh, good. Nice. Oh, um, let me ask you guys a question real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how are, is New York back? Are people doing stuff? Because my little, uh, I, uh, my only like knowledge of what's happening is literally through the Hulu like car commercials and the, they've <laughs> good gone, source. <laughs> like, They've gone from like in these trying times to like it's the Ford salesathon. So like, are things back? No, not a, in other parts of the country. I think their Ford salesathons are picking back up again. Well, on that note, oh, sorry, good. just just quickly, the best commercial I've seen so far is Ford has one where they're like, when America needed us, we were there, and it was oh, yeah, them it's like Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah, it's them like making uh, de- I don't know what are they called defibrillators or something. And then, uh, and they're like, when America needed us, we were there. And now that America's open, we need you. It's like America's right. open. When, yeah. no, now that America's right. open for business, like when? Wait, I saw this commercial like two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't think we're open for business yet. They're, yeah, no, they're they basically running. saying they're basically saying we saved your grandma's life by a fucking Ford. Okay. Yes. That's what Cap, sorry, I cut you off, Cap. Go ahead and report on No, this. I was saying I'm still seeing commercials. Uh, we, they've been running this one commercial every day during The Price is Right, which is the show I watch the kids. <laughs> and they run this commercial every day that they claim it's like some woman who was a baby during the Spanish flu. Oh, I've and seen like, it. I've seen, seen it. That commercial? There's no way she's yeah. 100 years old. She looks like she's old. She's like probably like 80. <laughs> And like, cause how would they film this commercial together? Like you're going to go get an old hundred year old woman and risk like giving her COVID to film this commercial. But, <laughs> but that, no, this, Cap, this was your bitch. Is this lady wearing a mask? You said she'd be the, it, no. she's not. Oh yeah. She's not. She was a baby and it's all about being a mom. And now, and I'm, they don't even mention the dad in 1918. Apparently she came from a single parent. I don't know. Like, like it was just me and my mom for months. He died. So yeah. <laughs> he died. Yeah. There's a real, t- so the, the kids don't know that part. So they're, Every day, Teddy's like, oh, she's 100. That's a... But anyway, so they're still running those commercials. Um, and they're still... New York uh, is not open. Well, that's but, good to know. But people are, are... Well, New York, let's let's correct the record. New York is open. I don't it, think... I don't know if you saw the news this past weekend. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's open. That's true. And, like, people are... are Like, on Monday, on June, next week, June 8th, they're going to go to phase one, which means, like, you can have retail curbside, I think, retail shops. Um, people are out. The parks are packed. It's weather's nice. Obviously, if you want to riot, um, that's open too. <laughs> the riots uh, are open for business. The riots are open. We never completely shut down. The subway's been open the whole time, everything. But like the mood has definitely like it's changed because like even mentally, like you watch all the coverage of people being outside and you go outside again and you're like, all oh, right, we're still doing this thing where I have to wear my mask. Like you're you're just like, you're not really People are still, they are still though. Most people are not working. Most people are still at home, either unemployed or working from home. Uh, my wife's back to work, but she's an exception. I think so. I don't know. Did when you guys get back. your stimulus checks? I got, Turner got his, we, we were too rich for them. We made too much money. I didn't get one. I'll get one for this. Oh, one. must yeah. be nice. Yeah. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> but but uh, she, her company got that whole like payroll protection thing. So she had been furloughed and now she's back because he got the money. Uh, yeah, his wife got rehired. After she got the, rehired. Got the, it uh, works. Wow. Because it goes, it's, it's basically paying a company to like hire people. So it's a way to like, as bad as the unemployment numbers are, to make them not as bad. 
So, uh, and yeah, so we're, but yeah, so they do like window treatments and stuff. And like, people are doing that kind of work right now. They're, they're back to like putting in shades and, you know, so I don't know. We're, we will not we'll let see. this virus defeat us. Yeah. You can't we'll get those windows back up. If, if rich people don't have yeah, the terrorists win, if they don't have, Oh wait, are, the virus we're, wins. We're pussies. Yes. <laughs> so it'll be I interesting to see how the summer happens. Yeah. Cause I don't, Shanghai, how long? I'll die to make sure. Wait, say that again. I was going to say like, how long did Shanghai take before it was like to get to the point you're in now? Like to I be, don't know. Really- it, it also, it, it felt like what happened in America that everyone just kind of decided, uh, I think we're done with this. That is I mean, what like, happened in America. It, yeah. I mean, everyone just kind of, uh, I would say it's been about two months that everything's pretty been pretty much been normal. Like around, around end of, or middle of April is where everyone was just outside and, and back hanging out. So in Shanghai. Yeah. 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 So, and they kind of, was there I, ever I, an official an announcement? Like, okay, we're done. We have a phase one, phase two, phase three, or was it just kind of like up to people? Who knows? I'm sure they did, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure Chinese people knew. I just kind yeah. of followed everyone else's. <laughs> but like the day I got a, the day I got out of quarantine, I went straight out to a, to a restaurant and it was, uh, it was fine. Like they checked your temperature and, and then you just sat down. The, the best part is how, again, showing how arbitrary everything is when you're walking down a sidewalk, you have to wear a mask. But then the second you sit down in an outdoor patio right next to the sidewalk, mask off, no problem. Like, really? It makes, which is weird because Obviously, the restaurant is when you should be wearing the mask because that's where all the people are. Well, it's when you're sitting across from someone for a long period of time, which we're now finding out that time matters as well, right? That makes me feel better, though, because that because in America, the the um, rules are so arbitrary that I'm glad it's not just us. But it's like you'd see a packed restaurant. There'd be a packed restaurant and then people on the sidewalk with masks on and like. I think we should be wearing masks. What's going on with your kids? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, it's a maniacs here. <laughs> yeah. Can you uh, mute cat maybe? Yeah. What? Go and mute for a while. <laughs> Let's meet go. your kids. <laughs> so that's, I think I um, uh, we're going to let you go. I know you have to get into work. What about, can I ask you one? What about yeah. your business? How, is sure. your business doing okay? We, you'd say it's a school? Yeah, we were, uh, yeah. So uh, I own a daycare. Uh, and it's um, it was a it was weird. We were closed for like four months, and uh, luckily the the my building's owned by the government, so they didn't make us pay rent the whole time. Wow, um, so that's that, great. That helped a lot because that would have been an insane, you know, Shanghai prices. It would have been an insane uh, destruction. We well, <laughs> like, well, had a business had shut right? down. I was more worried about opening up than being closed because being closed, you can just not pay anything. I had to pay staff salaries, but like uh, paying rent alone is now everyone, the, the, the current phase we're on in China is uh, the younger kids are going back to school today, actually. Wow. And um, wow. so it's so happening because they're going back to school. Yeah. It's all like everyone's back to school today. And what are the rules? Are they doing it yeah. full classes? Are they like, they're not yeah, spacing it out classes, or anything? But or? They, for the younger kids, school is optional still. You don't have to go back. 
but uh, that's what that's what made it scary of like when it opens back up and I have to pay rent again, and then if no one shows up, yes. then we're screwed. Um, but luckily, we've been we've been fine. Our parents are all cool, and um, uh, we've been able to to make it. But yeah, it's been a you know great time to be a business owner. To you know. And did you get any uh, PPP money from the United States? Oh yeah. No, I don't know. Like I, I I've been waiting for it. I got nothing. You got to go to. You need a bank in America. You know anyone who works for the Lakers? Yeah, I got the Lakers got it. <laughs> what? Yeah, the LA they Lakers gave... got a small business loan. They they ended up giving it back when it went when it went public, but they took uh, six million dollars from the U.S. taxpayers. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, because I mean. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, they wrote it specifically broad because they wanted, like, restaurants and places to not get, like, to just be able to be able to pay their employees without it being too difficult. And then, almost, and then, of course, what happens is all these, like, big companies take advantage of it and uh, until people found out about it, which was, you know, and they give it back. <laughs> so, shake Shack, Houston Rogers. Sorry, is your company, Jorge, based in China or you, or you have a, a U.S. parent company are you a, that runs you? No, based in China. No, yeah, it's just uh, we're basically. Yeah. There's like an Amber Alert here in New York now. Oh God! Uh-oh. Literally oh, literally, God. Getting, someone gets. Oh no! It's now? no. I just got a. Uh, you know what this alert is? What? Citywide curfew in effect for New York City. They just gave me the phone went off. Oh, tell me that. Shit. 11 p.m. to 5 oh, a.m. Essential workers exempted. So, yeah, there's that. Is oh, podcasting God. essential? Podcasting is essential. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if I record while I'm outside, we'll see if the police hassle me. All right, Jorge. Well, we got to let, we'll let you go, man. Um, you have to head into work, right? Yep. Heading in now. Thank you so much for doing this. Where can, um, any, how can. do people find you online? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> do you want Instagram. You to find you online? No, that's fine. In, it's, it's hard to spell. So try to figure it out. Instagram, Jorge underscore cast. Uh, J O R G E underscore C A S T, and then uh, whatever you know. Jorge, and can you please free shows? Can you please just do me one favor? If there's any like yeah. cl any cleaning things or any tricks that you guys figure out for getting schools open safely in China that works, anything you need to do, just send them. They send me all the information. I want to make sure the schools are open here. So please help me out. <laughs> I've spent I've spent the last two months researching that, so I'll send it over your way. Though yes, I'm gonna bring it, it right to the chancellor's office. I need they need these kids back at school immediately, <laughs> as, as you heard. <laughs> COVID or no COVID, you know, Kaplan wants his kids back in school. I, uh, I don't care. You know, you know, Cap. Of course, of course, Cap is rich. His his school has a chancellor. What the? I meant of the, <laughs> I meant of the entire public school district, but yes. Oh, okay. right. I'm in the penthouse right here. I'll be speaking to the chancellor. <laughs> the butler will speak to the chancellor. That's how we roll here, baby. All right, fellas. Good seeing you. The, the, All right, good see you, right. Right. Thank you, sir. Kaplan, All let's right, get bye. to the news. Let's get to the news. Play the music. Play the music. To Jorge for doing the show, Jorge Castellanos. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing that it. was 
correctly. I've only known him for five years. Yeah, I was going to say, you really, I think you got the, the Spanish Eliano. So you got, I think you got it okay the, when you first introduced him. But There was an Enye in there, I think. It was an Enye, but you, what do they call that little thing they put above the, you know, I, I'm, t- I'm terrible at Spanish. A tilde, is it a tilde? Maybe I'm. Uh, I'm like my my kids do Spanish in on the thing, and I don't know any. I'm supposed to be helping them, and I don't know any of these basic words. And I like took Spanish for like four years, but I'm not sure. Anyway, Jorge was great. What a what a wild story. The 14 yeah. hours seems like definitely. Could you imagine trying to do that to American tourists? Well, I, what I liked about that story was I just think. I mean, obviously, our president. I'm not counting him in this. I'm just saying, like, we always think America is like really extra incompetent. And yes. other countries are so much better than us. And obviously we've done so many things terrible during this whole process. But it's nice to hear of like other – like China, where we all think is like just knows what they're doing. Like that whole, that whole situation sounded like it made no sense. So instead of, it was just like they were doing everything. They didn't they really have a plan. That made no sense. The other thing he was saying at the end made no sense, which is that walking down the street, you have to wear a mask. But if you want to walk into a restaurant and then sit at their outside street dining, you then don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, because I guess you're eating. Right. But it's like in between when you're waiting for at least when you're ordering the food, waiting for it to come, you should wear the masks just to cut down on the. Well, it makes me feel good that no one knows what they're doing. Cap, let's get to the news. These are all from the Shanghaiest. We did one of them in the regular show. Here we go. First story. Mom in Shandong province paints son's eyes black to scare away his smartphone addiction. Now, you got to see the video. I mean, the, the picture here is really great, but I'll explain it to you. This kid's probably six years old. He's like a six or seven year old Chinese boy. His mom takes, um, it looks like shoe polish, and draws these black circles around his eyes, very dramatically, all the way going like up halfway up his forehead and then uh-huh. down his cheeks, saying that uh, he woke up that way in the morning. She does it while he's asleep in the so middle of the night. She did it while I was going to say he was asleep. Yeah. It's yeah, like this, yeah. Her version of the tooth fairy is to go in and paint his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when he wakes up, she's like, he, the boy's like, what happened to my eyes? Mom, her mom's, his mom's like, that must be it's going around. It's because you look at the smartphone. It, the kid's father told him that he got panda eyes, and they were a result of staring too long at his smartphone screen. So, what would you? But, is this the type of parenting you would get behind? You can get behind. I mean, I'm a very nervous parent about like trying to pull these kind of extreme. You think like, what's that rule when you make like a crazy lie, people believe it? Like, and you think that applies to kids, right? Yeah, but. When we, we guys talked with the tooth fairy, and you know Ruby had swallowed her tooth, and uh, I made a point to when the tooth fairy came in. I'm going to talk a little lower here, so I don't hear, but I made a point of writing. She wrote a letter to the tooth fairy explaining how she swallowed her tooth, and then we made a point of writing a letter back explaining that you still get it. Like it's supposed to be from the tooth fairy. Yeah, and it seemed to me in my brain like, ah, what are they going to do? And then they had I heard that Ruby and Teddy talking. They were like. How did the tooth fairy that writes so small? Oh, they're very little. That looks like computer type. Maybe how does a tooth fairy have a computer? I'm like, oh my god, I made this too. This is they're going to figure it out. They're going to break it. So wait, you typed it? You typed it out? Well, because I even know my handwriting and I even know Randy's. So I used uh, so uh, I think it's risky because they're going to you know this kid's going to see the polish around the house. He's gonna. He's not, at six years old. They're not stupid. He's gonna figure this out, and or he's gonna read the newspaper when he learns how to read and read the story. <laughs> yeah. But so, so I think. And then, I mean, I don't know if that's the like you want to get your kids not to use smartphones, right? But um, well, actually, do you, during this whole pandemic, do you still want that? Like that was the goal before the pandemic. So that proves well, this is such a great. It. You bring up a great point because we were talking, and um, I was talking with Natalie about something, and she said. 
I get an because they get an hour of screen time a day. These kids. Get. Wow. And so look at that. Yeah. So so uh, and I watch them, you know, in the afternoons. And she was saying she goes, Uncle Turner, like I came in at three. Yeah, was doing one to three. I was doing three to five. And I came <laughs> well. in at three and yeah, was like. Or no, Natalie was like, Uncle Turner, I haven't done any screen time yet, so I want to watch, I want to do, I want to do like my hour right now. But mm-hmm. as she was saying that, she was on her um, computer, she was on her iPad doing something, you know? Right. And, uh, doesn't count? I, I was like, you're on your screen right now. She goes, no, this doesn't count because I'm looking up something in Spanish and that's studying Spanish. So oh, it's like, cool. I don't even know what the rules are anymore of screen time, non-screen time. You know? Right. Also, with with distance learning, I mean, they're on their iPads for school, right? Yeah. And then and then it's like Teddy's. Yeah, like Teddy had a, a video game limit, which is uh, he used to have. It was like an hour. That was, used to be a switch limit. But then when the pandemic started, it felt cruel and insane to myself to keep that limit. So I moved it up to two hours because like, what are we've got a long day to get through? We can't go anywhere now. I'm going to worry about. I'm going to worry about the screen time. It yeah, and you got to give yourself a break too, right? Yeah. This seems like a real 2019 problem. I mean, I think they need to just, I mean, who cares? Let the kid, <laughs> let the kid get, I mean, Panda. And then, and, and, is it a bad thing? Are pa- I mean, pandas are adorable, so I don't know. Well, if you look at this kid's eyes, it would freak out any six-year-old to wake up with these giant circles around his eyes. But <laughs> this is really cruel. I mean, it's not injuring him. I'm on the side of the parents. Here's why. It's not abuse. They're not right. physically injuring him at all. They're just scaring him a little bit. I but they got to be consistent. Every time he uses the iPad, they got to wake up in the middle of the night and do the whole thing. And if you run out, I don't know. So interesting right. say. Last story comes to us from also the Shanghai is Kaplan. Oh, and we should say if the audio sounds a little differently now, uh, I don't know if it will, but if it does, we went on to this uh, different format to do the Jorge interview because he was in Shanghai. So we had to um, p- uh, flip a couple knobs and turn a couple dials to get him plugged in over there. So back on this. Turn up the- Last story of the week comes to us. Uh, Shanghai. Shenzhen plans. Shenzhen is a city in China, southern China. Shenzhen plans to implant microchips into 100% of the city's dogs by the end of this year, 2020. That chip can then be scanned to obtain information like the name and the breed of the dog, along with the name and the contact information of the owner. What do you think about this, Mr. Kaplan? Well, this is, I think you, I probably flagged this thinking it was like some crazy, like how China has all this facial recognition. I did, yes, of moving. course. But the truth is, is that in, in America, at least in New York City, it's not a law. You don't have to microchip your dog, but it's strongly encouraged. Every vet always, when you get a dog, um, they always try to get you to microchip your dog because they don't want, if your dog gets stolen, it's like a big way to get people, like you can even write on like their tag, microchipped, I think. So it's like, you don't want to steal a dog that's microchipped because then you take it to a vet and every vet in America is going to check. Oh. And if they see and if they see that it's microchipped and it's not you, then all of a sudden, or if it's been reported stolen, they they, they call. So you've got to go to a back alley vet or something, or a shady vet guy. Okay, so but Kaplan, is- can I, how, if, if we're now, okay, so we're, if we're saying we're okay with microchipping dogs, I mean, how far away is doing this to your kids, Teddy and Ruby Kaplan? Because that, <laughs> well, well, that way they get stolen. You know. Yeah, they don't have constitutional rights. And also, I'm not as... I won't be. No one's just heartbroken if their kid gets stolen as a dog. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, too. <laughs> I mean, it would be devastating if Pancakes was gone. But um, sure. <laughs> so, well, it says well, that these dogs without microchips, any dog in Shenzhen without a microchip at the end of the year will, will be considered an unlicensed dog, and you know what that means. What does that mean? No, is, I'm just kidding. I thought it the, might mean that it was just open for the wild. You know, like you could be hunted. Um, but then I did. But then I read. 
that uh, Shenzhen was the first city in China last year to outlaw the eating of dogs. So uh, do, I was Do they want to microchip bats and other animals in case we have any more issues? So That's a good idea. Try, try, microchip try. your pet bat, everybody. Because, <laughs> like, I do like that it does feel to me like China is uh, maybe it's all an act, but they're trying to they're getting a little Americanized here. They're becoming a bigger, bigger dog culture. They're not eating dogs. Oh, well, that's something dogs. that's listen, that's something that's been unreported for a long time. So, I mean, yeah. they've been a big dog culture since the, since I was there, moved there in 2004. Yeah. It's just oh, good. the stories you read in the New York Post are the one oh. story in the country where this happened. Something crazy. Hey, happened. Don't don't be smidged the name of our, our news producer, <laughs> New York Post. <laughs> well, you know, there's certain it's but in Suzhou, at least where I lived, I can tell you that. No, it's a giant. Do- everyone has dogs. Everyone loves dogs just like they would in New York or in America and um, anywhere I went in China was the exact same. I, this whole idea of, you know, eating dogs and yeah. stuff is overblown. Uh, all right. That's good to know. I, I, I support, I mean, I don't see, obviously this is, you could move this on to humans. You know, if, if, uh, you know, down the road and some, microchip your grandma, everybody. Well, I mean, I've, there's some people who have leashes for their kids. So I don't think, I think a lot of people would have, if it was illegal, if it was legal, there's definitely people who would agree to, to microchip their kids what do you for think that reason. yeah what do you think about you know because now during covid times it's the big worry is not the big worry is not the child anymore it's the it's the parents right it's the grandparents who are they you can't keep them in their house yeah and so I what about microchipping or leashing uh of the grandparents is that an idea yeah, I don't. If you have to have their consent, I think, right? So maybe. I mean, <laughs> no, all rules seem to be off, so maybe not. What would? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think about what we. What would be your order of what you want to microchip? Dog first. Uh, my keys second. Uh, credit, know, card, credit card. Credit. Credit. Yeah. <laughs> Wedding ring fourth. Kids are. I mean, I guess I would. Maybe Grandparents. You do with kids, where you have a thing where when they're 18, they can choose to remove it if they want. Yes, uh, it's yeah. like there. Um, it's like when you're 13 in the um, in the Methodist faith, you get to decide if you really if you want to commit to the church or you want to. You're out, you know. Right, so maybe right. it's that type of thing. At a certain age, they can decide if they want the yeah. If they want the microchip, you're a man. <laughs> if they still want it or they don't want it, I yeah, think it's a great people, idea. These these new kids, they love their parents. They want to. They want to live at home. They want to. They're so tight with their parents. They might want their parents to I mean, know they're at all times. Also, Cap, think about this. Our parents' generation, the big move is to put their parents into a nursing home at a certain age. Yeah. How much different is a nursing home from a microchip? You know where they are. Um, you get to track them wherever they go. You find Maybe it can tell you if they've been eating or not. You know, yeah. if they're not eating enough, one of these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, you know, it's a dangerous thing because, like, you have that – the fa- find your phone thing on the on the apples find you know, your grandma s- yeah find your grandma but that can be used i mean like all you know like teddy's using randy's ipad so then he's like what is this and i'm like oh she's in long island right now for work like he he's obsessed with watching because she realizes to find my thing and then it's like so it's it's dangerous it's very intoxicating you know where people are so i think as a culture we want to we want to uh, let's let's try to steer clear of that we'll we stay can. away from that for now for now yes for now how about that? that all right cap yes. that is the podcast you guys everybody july 1st it's so exciting we were doing a live be there live from the bunker on zoom be there the only way you can be there is by signing up at patreon.com slash lost in america for our daily four-day week show live from the bunker tuesday through fridays that's it kaplan What should we do? I think it's about time we get lost. Get lost.